Hi, this is James Barris. I hope you find this talk supports you in your practice. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed to do that. Your support is greatly appreciated. This uh, meditation, if you find a posture, you could be reasonably still. Stillness um, helps to access the, the space that we're going to be exploring. Um, and comfortable. It's always uh, a, a challenge finding the balance between stillness and comfort. But if you can, try to work with stillness. Um, and uh, don't try very hard. But just let yourself relax into stillness. And as you start, just to feel your, yourself sitting here. Let your eyes close gently. And begin by opening up to the sounds in the room. Notice the various sounds, the louder sounds, softer sounds, the sound of my voice. When it gets very quiet, open to the sound of silence. Let the mind be open wide. Let the mind be clear like the sky. Sounds appear and disappear in the open clarity of mind. Listen to the sounds carefully and impartially. The awareness knows the sounds quite effortlessly and spontaneously, appearing and disappearing on their own in this open space of mind.
Let the mind be open. A vast spaciousness like the sky in which the sounds appear and disappear on their own. Listen impartially and let the awareness effortlessly know the sounds as they come and go in the clear, wide space of the mind. Become aware of sensation as points of feeling like stars in the night sky. No head, no shoulders, no back, chest, or arms, or legs. <coughs> Only points of sensation, like stars in the night sky.
no inside, no outside, no boundaries or separations, only sounds and sensations arising and passing in the open space of mind. Keep the mind soft and steady, perfectly, perfectly still, allowing sounds and sensations to appear and disappear in the open stillness of mind. shoulders, no back, chest, arms or legs, only points of sensation and sounds in the open sky of mind.
be aware of thoughts and images like clouds passing through the sky. No roots, no home, arising and vanishing in the open sky of mind. Sounds, sensations, thoughts, and images appear and disappear on their own in the soft stillness of mind. Keep the mind soft and steady and perfectly still. No reaching out or pushing away. Allowing sound, sensation, thoughts, images to arise and pass by themselves in the open stillness of mind.
look directly at the nature of mind. Mind is clear and invisible, like empty space, without color or form. It is, but it doesn't exist. Look directly at the nature of mind. Look directly at the nature of the mind itself. The mind is clear, vast, without boundaries, limitless. It contains all things but isn't composed of them. Look directly at the nature of the mind. No inside, no outside. Keep the mind soft and steady and perfectly still without the slightest movement towards or away from any object.
look directly at the nature of mind. Mind is clear, unborn, unformed, without limits, without boundaries. No inside, no outside. Look directly at the nature of mind. Relaxing into the stillness, the mind is clear like vast space. No attachment, no resistance, allowing all experience to appear and disappear in the open sky of mind.
sounds and sensations, thoughts and images, appearing and disappearing on their own in the open space of awareness. No moving towards or away from anything. Look directly at the mind. The mind is clear, open without limit, without boundaries, no inside, no outside. The space of awareness in which everything comes and goes on its own.
So uh, having done that uh, big mind <clears throat> meditation, want to explore this whole um, approach of simply resting in awareness. It's a, a different doorway to emptiness that is spoken of in, uh, in Vipassana practice, as perhaps you've done a retreat or uh, <laughs> done a class, <clears throat> where we're usually suggesting feeling the in and out breath or observing sensations or sounds. <clears throat> Not that one is the right way and one is the wrong or one's a better. It's, it's simply another way. And um, it allows a sense of spaciousness and not doing that really uh, becomes a part of, uh, of practice, the flowering of the more uh, typical practice that, that one learns here at Spirit Rock often. Um, but what it, it does is, rather than observing changing objects and attending to them, you are the space of awareness in which everything is coming and going on its own. We can overlook this um, perspective of space. We usually do all the time. Uh, and yet it is what everything is manifesting in. Just as a, a quick experiment, do this. Just take your hand, put it in front of you, open up, spread your fingers, and look at it. Or look at what's in front of you. Okay. What do you see in front of you? Anybody? This is not a... What do you see in front of you? Fingers. Mm -hmm. Okay, there's this palm, this hand, five fingers. Uh, but another way of looking at it, of what's in front of you, see if you can um, tune into the fact that there's space in which some manifestations are protruding. Just look at the space in which the hand is in. We automatically go to the, the thing. And in that, we, we create this sense of me looking at this thing. But we miss the fact or the other perspective of everything just being in space. Okay, put your hand down. <laughs> now just imagine what, what your world would be, what your life would be like if you can shift to that perspective. It would be hard to live in that perspective. You know, it would be hard to read and just and have the words there because you'd be looking at feeling space around it. And it's good to have some connection with what the relative reality is. But the more you are tuned into the fact that everything is manifesting within this space, it gives, um, it gives some ease and playfulness to the game that's arising inside. And 
want to mention just a, a little bit about the, the kind of practice that we normally do and how it works to um, invite that understanding of emptiness from a different, different angle. We're taking a look, if we're feeling the in and the out breath, or the rising and falling, um, and noticing the object, so to speak, and noticing the changing nature of that object. There's the breath, the in-breath becomes the out-breath, the out-breath, the in-breath. Or when the awareness gets very refined and what people are doing, it's now six weeks into the the two-month retreat up on top of the hill, um, as there's a development of mindfulness and concentration, there's there's a momentum that um, at times can uh, can become an energetic concentration where there's a level of perception that is that's not normally available to us, and so even the solidity or the seeming solidity of an in breath starts to break up, and one in breath can be at times just many 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 moments of sensation comprising an in-breath. Um, there's, comes in as uh, waves or puffs or there's uh, sensations of sparkling and uh, lots of different things that comprise this in-breath. When that level of perception is seen, then the solidity starts to dissolve. And you see, it's like uh, looking at the world all of a sudden under an electron microscope. And you see, oh, there's a whole world inside that breath. Or you, you notice how quickly experience is changing on a, on a very, very subtle level. And when that happens, the, um, you see that this band of consciousness that we're operating in is just one little slim band on a much wider spectrum. You know, you ever, probably when you were in chemistry, you, uh, if you took chemistry in school, you know, when they take a pond, uh, a drop of pond water, and it doesn't look like much is happening, and you see in there there's this whole world, paramecia and all kinds of things. Wow, that's going on. And when you see that level of reality, all of a sudden, it doesn't, it doesn't deny this level of reality, it just puts it into a different perspective. Oh, this is just one level of reality. So... Noticing in that way, kind of focusing on objects, it starts to, it can break up the solidity of appearance, and so there is a, um, uh, not as much focus on objects, but more on process. Another way that that works, even without getting to that refined level of perception, if you're sitting and you're feeling the breath, and then all of a sudden you notice a sound, and then you feel a sensation in the body, and then you notice a thought, and then you notice the breath again, and maybe another thought, and maybe another thought, and another thought, and then a breath. You know. And you start to see consciousness going, changing its focus, and you see how, um, how impermanent our experience is. One thing, another thing, another thing, another thing. Have you seen how many places the mind can go to in, one, in the course of one meditation? If you see that, don't get discouraged. Oh, the mind can go here, it can go there. And if you're, certainly if you're noticing sound and noticing sensations and noticing other things, that's an insight into the changing process of experience. 
And as that is seen more and more, you start to intuit that you are that changing process of experience. One, one way that I, I like to uh, invite people to, to see the, the possibility of, you know, through that sense of self, I think this was Buckminster Fuller that first uh, uh, suggested this. Uh, I love it. Just instead of thinking, usually we think of ourselves as some body, something. Okay. Just close your eyes for a moment. And instead of thinking of yourself as a thing, as a noun, solid, just see what it's like to relate to yourself as a verb as a, a field of activity that has an integrity, that has some pattern to it, but is a flowing, continual experience of thought, of moods, of sensations, all coming and going, coming and going, coming and going. Notice if that changes the relation that the mind has to this its own mind-body process. In that fluidity there's a letting go of, of holding on to anything because it's such a, a, a continual changing experience. Okay, you can open your eyes if you'd like. But in, and that's a very p profound way to see through this sense of self. And the Buddha recommended it. He talked about, in the Satipatthana Sutta, about mindfulness being the way to overcome sorrow, lamentation, despair, confusion, and to liberate the, the mind and the heart. Just by seeing clearly the breath, the body, the mind, everything coming and going on its own, kind of like just been talking about. But there's another way as well, and that is to, rather than having a witness or a sense, a feeling that there's a witness observing, which is the, the kind of trap that sometimes can happen in the straight Vipassana practice, there's a value to being the witness and not being involved in the whole drama, but there's still this witness here that one says, oh, that's me, I'm the witness. And you have to let go of that as well because you've just identified with one other little corner of your mind watching everything else. So to go beyond that and not have me observing or me witnessing anything, rather than me doing anything, there is simply a, a deep resting in being where you are, one can say just conventionally using the word you, where the experience is you are the space of awareness in which everything is coming and going on its own. And it's not me being aware. It's just awareness, awaring, through this, this form, through this body-mind process called me. 
just awareness is. You don't have to try to be aware. You don't have to try to know. In fact, see if you can not be aware of that. Can you not be aware of that sound? Can you not know it? The awareness happens completely effortlessly and spontaneously. It's not you doing it. And that awareness, we can rest in it. Just like when we are in the middle of a strong emotion. Suppose you're, you've got some fear, for instance, coming up. Now one Vipassana practice is to be aware of the fear, not believe the story, just experience it, and see how impermanent it is. But we can do that same, have that, that same connection with our experience and be the awareness in which the fear is arising. Because the aware, that which is aware of the fear is not afraid. The awareness is the context in which everything is coming and going on its own. And so, if, for one of a, just to simplify things, see if instead of being, being the observe, uh, observing the, the fear, you become the awareness that knows the fear. And in that, in that not doing, there's simply a state of being. And there's a real freedom and ease. We're, we're very much conditioned to do. This is a, a culture of doing, of accomplishing, of succeeding, and um, trying hard. Protestant ethic and stuff like that. Even if you're Jewish or Hindu or whatever, the culture is, is there. Let's do. And it gets a lot of things done, obviously, right? But in the meditative experience, there's a limit to how much doing can, uh, can accomplish. Now, it does take a lot of doing to be here in the present moment. You, know, you go on a retreat and you see the first three days, it's, you know, come on back, come on back, as one teacher calls it, manual labor. Just kind of, okay, come on back. And you really have to have a, a tremendously strong commitment to bring your attention back until you finally land in the present moment for stretches at a time. This is on an intensive practice. But e and even here, you know, as you're sitting here, okay, you see your mind go, and the, uh, the skillful way is to come back without any judgment, but you need to come back. Okay, come on back. You just got lost. The cute puppy dog... You know, knocked over a can or pooped in somewhere and just come on back, let's go, come on. But once you're here, once you have, have landed in the present moment, any more doing takes you out of the present moment. Then you, then you have moved from, from being to becoming, making the moment better. Like, for instance, just be here for a moment, close your eyes, and don't try to make anything happen. No struggling. Just let yourself rest deeply and feel life moving through you. 
nothing at all to do. Just allow yourself to be. This expression of life as it is here right now. relax for a moment and just allow. We often miss that because we're trying hard to be good meditators and, and, and do it right and, and really catch the moment. But just know that when you are really connected in the moment, you can relax deeply and let the moment and, and become the moment rather than do the moment. This is from uh, a great Tibetan uh, master, uh, Gendon Rinpoche. And this is, this is very much, this whole quality of resting and relaxing deeply is, uh, is really the heart of what sometimes is uh, um, called Dzogchen practice. You've probably heard of that esoteric word, Dzogchen. It's just relaxing deeply and not doing anything. Resting in your natural state. Listen to what he says. Happiness cannot be found through great effort and willpower, but is already present in open relaxation and letting go. Don't strain yourself. There's nothing to do or undo. Whatever momentarily arises in the body-mind has no real importance at all, has little reality whatsoever. Why identify with it and become attached to it, passing judgment upon it and ourselves? Far better to simply let the entire game happen on its own, springing up and falling back like waves, without changing or manipulating anything. And notice how everything vanishes and reappears magically again and again without end. Only our searching for happiness prevents us from seeing it. It's like a vivid rainbow which you pursue without ever catching or a dog chasing its own tail. Wanting to ungrasp the ungraspable, you exhaust yourself in vain. As soon as you open and relax this tight fist of grasping, infinite space is here, open, inviting, and comfortable. Make use of this spaciousness, this freedom and natural ease. Don't search any further. Don't go into the tangled jungle looking for the great awakened elephant who's already resting quietly at home in front of your own hearth. (laughs) Nothing to do or undo, nothing to force, nothing to want, and nothing is missing. Marvelous. Everything happens by itself. Can we bring that attitude, that perspective, that understanding into our meditation? So we're not trying hard and and seeing if we passed or failed that particular period. Oh, I did it well that time. Oh, I was awful that time. 
As, as, as soon as one gets into that, that dance, then it's a setup. You're taking credit, if it's a good meditation, which is completely a setup for taking blame when it's not. And it's not you doing any of it. It's just, it's doing you. What a relief to know that it's doing you and you don't have to figure out how to make the script work. Now, in the process of, of practice, there are different levels of understanding that, that arise that you can connect with um, over the course of time. And I'm not wanting to dismiss or deny the, uh, the benefits that come from um, other perspectives besides just the spacious one. And just mention uh, briefly what perhaps you have understood in, in, your, in your own practice. This is called insight meditation. And some of, some of the earliest uh, or some of the first insights and part of the process is discovering how we get caught, how we particularly get caught. My personal history, what happened when I was a child, why, why and, and how I get afraid, or how I can relax and learn to be at ease, and how I can be more open in my relationships. Those are very um, wonderful and inspiring understandings on the psychological level. Have you had those? Have you seen? Have you gotten some more insight into your own, your own story as, as you've done this practice? Where, as I said before, you start seeing the mind and the body coming uh, and going and all the, the, um, uh, the processes, the thoughts and sensations and stuff like that. You see how empty they are. And there's a real freedom in seeing, oh, I don't have to believe my thoughts at all. And that is a, a Dharma level where you're seeing the impermanent nature of reality. You're seeing the suffering that comes from grasping at, at any changing experience. And you're also seeing uh, the selflessness of the process, just thoughts, sensations, and, and, and moods coming and going on your own. Then there's this deeper level where it's not you understanding anything. It's just wisdom discovering itself, being discovering itself. And the my insight or the my thought is, is seen through, where it's just awareness happening, love happening, confusion happening, fear happening, all on its own. And there's no one to whom it's happening. It's just manifesting. And as we, we learn more to relax and trust in that awareness, there's a great ease that uh, lets go of the doing. And this is that nature of mind. You know, when it's a look directly into the nature of mind, the mind is clear, it's vast. In the, the Tibetan teachings, they think of, uh, or they talk of, the mind, and there's lots of different ways one can use the word mind, so that's where it can get a little bit confusing. But one can uh, look at, talk about the mind in this bigger sense, the big mind, as empty, that is, it's vast, like clear space, and it's cognizant, that is, it has the capacity to know. How that happens, I don't know, but that's the great mystery. It knows. There is conscious, there is awareness that things can be recognized. And it's through this form, you know, when I, I have a way of... of sensing it, that, that being is just discovering itself through this form. Or when I'm talking and you're listening or we're talking together, it's like life talking to itself using these forms. It's just a big game that is playing with itself. And there's a kind of ease and, and rest when you realize you don't have to struggle to keep up the game. 
Here's uh, a little bit more from some, uh, from some Tibetan teachings. This is from a book, Flight of the Garuda, which um, is actually supposed to be secret teachings, but I've gotten permission to, to read some. It's true. There's another translation which is available for, for sale uh, in stores, but uh, I was told in the right circumstances it's okay to, to share. Mm. Listen, once again, fortunate and noble children of my heart. This is a Tibetan heartfelt practice. No matter which spiritual practice you may perform, it can't reach the crucial point unless you resolve your own mind. It would be like standing directly in front of a target and shooting your arrows far away. It would be like a thief, like letting a thief stay inside your house while frantically searching for him outside of it. It would be like a demon at the eastern door and placing a ghost trap in the western entrance. Mm. Examine your mind to its root in the following way, my heart children. This so-called mind thinks and knows this and that and moves to and fro. If you pursue it, if you try to notice where the thoughts come from, it isn't caught, but it vanishes. The thoughts vanish. Elusive is missed. You ever do that? See if you can notice your thoughts. See if you can catch your thoughts. All of a sudden, where are they? If you try to settle it, however, if you try to settle your mind, it won't stay. But it moves here and there and then disperses. You cannot pin it down by saying, that's it. Rather, it is an insubstantial emptiness. The mind has no place from which it arises. Empty since the beginning, it has no tangible essence, no dwelling place, no color, no form. There's no place to which the mind goes, nor is a trace left that shows where it went. Its moving is an empty movement. Its being is an empty appearance. And the Buddha, he says, Luminous is this mind, brightly shining, but it is colored by attachments that visit it. This, unlearned people do not really understand, and they do not cultivate the mind and the heart. Luminous is this mind, brightly shining, and it is free of attachments that visit it. This, the noble follower of the way, really understands, so for them there is cultivation of the mind and heart. And that's the original, that's the nature of the original mind. And all we need to do is stop trying and we can rest in it. And rest loosely in it. Rest relaxed in it. <clears throat> this is a, a wonderful comfort to know. You can actually let go of trying when you're really here and just allow yourself to be. Nothing to do, nothing to be, nothing to have. Just rest in the natural state. Rest in the awareness. Okay, I think I'll just stop here and uh, see if there's any things that come up from that. Whether it's as far as meditation, your, how you are working with your meditation practice, or, uh, or anything that this might touch on. between spaciousness and spaciness. Uh, the thing that's missing from spaciness is, um, is wakefulness, is clarity. So there is all that ease and space, but there's a kind of drifting off. Whereas spaciousness, in, in a skillful sense, with, uh, with meditation practice, there's all the space in the world, and one knows what's happening with wakefulness and clarity. So when you're finding yourself getting spacey, then that's, that's a time to bring some energy in, either taking a few breaths or opening your eyes, or just inclining the mind saying, Okay, what's going on? Well, what, what, is my, what is the actual experience in this moment? Just looking with a little bit more interest. Not forcing, but just for the curiosity of it. You know, like a, like a little kid wants to discover. Um, and that generates some more presence. Yeah, mind and heart uh, in, in, uh, in Sanskrit and in Pali, the word chitta, C-I-P-T-A. Uh, it means it can refer to both mind or heart. Uh, like bodhicitta, the, the, uh, the heart of enlightenment. Um, and they're interchangeable. Really. It, was, it was great. A couple of people here who said, "Oh, all of a sudden, their mind was not in their brain. It was, it was 
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.